Hello and welcome to Talk Beauty To Me. I'm Emily Wright and this is my show all about the makeup industry. For my first guest of the podcast, we've got Lauren Evans. You were the first guest. I thought I would have my nearest and dearest as the first, so, so it's light-hearted and fun. <laughs> You're welcome. I also thought it's nice to have somebody close to my yeah. heart and also um, someone who went and got a job in a pandemic. We graduated last year in 2020 when everything flatlined and then you went and got a job as, tell us what you do. So I'm an in-house hair and makeup artist working with Superdry. Uh, so yeah, I'm so, so like over the moon to have got the job. Um, but it's just kind of like a little bit of hope to everyone else, like just to keep going. Like I know life's really difficult at the minute and jobs especially in like the creative industry are just not the same whether it's like a model acting makeup artists all sorts like we've all struggled with pandemic and covid what a delight um so yeah it's just (laughs) so good it is like a light at the end of the tunnel when you hear people who have had success with because you just kind of think you're applying to all these jobs and then then when you hear somebody to have a success with one it's like yes it's difficult because, like, obviously to get rejection and rejection and the worst thing is to just not hear anything. Like, mm. you've like, sold into these applications and you've got, like, a good feeling about them and then yeah. to just not hear from them, it's like, Whoa. I know, and especially that there's, like, there's one and you're like, this is perfect. Like, I really feel like I could be good for this job and you spend ages on the application, right? And you're like, okay, I'm definitely going to get an interview for this and then you don't even hear back for an interview and you're like, mm, okay, a bit of a kick in the teeth, but it happens yeah. and it's... I'm so gullible as well. It's like I apply for the job. I'm like planning what I'm going to wear to the interview. But it's like the manifestation, isn't it? When you kind of think, oh, okay, I should plan because you should put it out there that it should happen and it could happen. And then when it doesn't, it's like... "Mm." And that's something I've definitely learned from you. Like, as soon as I finished uni, I was, like, all up in the air with emotions. And, like, I feel like it's such a daunting time for anyone. Like, even when there is work out there and you can't like where you're planning, where you want life to go. Yeah. I feel like it's such a daunting time for anyone. So it was kind of like, manifest, manifest, manifest. Yeah. Manifest. And it worked. And, yeah. I do believe, like, if you truly believe it and you put it out there, then, like, the universe will just slowly do its magic to get you in there. Definitely. That. And I, I believe that it, whatever happens is meant to happen for you. So, like, for example, there's a job that you think you're perfect for, but you don't get it because like two weeks down the line something that is meant for you will show up and I really feel like in the last few months I've noticed that happens so much like things just roll into each other and they just happen without you even having any control over it and life has such a like a wit I remember when I first finished uni my mom kept saying I can't keep up with you because every time every day I speak to her and there'd be something else going on (laughs) like this or I'm going to do this with so-and-so and and she she was like I can't keep up like this is so but that's that is how life is now though you can't plan and you can't have a choice over things so obviously you started you were starting a course in becoming a teacher I'm a bit of a worrier I think Mm. so when I'd come out of uni and I was like oh my life oh my life I need a job I need a job um I've always kind of like said to the girls at uni and like Emily you'll know I've always mentioned about um going on and doing a teaching course Mm -hmm. um but this is something I saw doing like later on in life say my 30s 40s um to gain my teaching qualification and then go on and teach 
what we learned at college and university um because I had such like an amazing experience at uni with education and college that I wanted to kind of give back and give that experience to other people so like for like the makeup industry and the creative industry is such an amazing world like I want people to have the same experience mm, that I did yeah. and kind of coming out of school you're like whoa where do I go but to be introduced to this whole new world I feel like it's quite exciting yeah so anyway um, I got a place to do that, and then two months in, I had a complete life change. So, again, you just don't know what's Yeah, I remember speaking to you, and you're like, oh, I've just done a course to become a teacher. And I was like, oh, my God, amazing. And then the next time I spoke to you, you like, so my, my life's changed quite a bit. I'm now the in-house makeup artist for Super Dry. I was like, what? But it is so true. Like, you just can't plan these things, yeah, can you? Exactly. But how cool is that as well, to say, like, a year ago what you'd be doing today? That's why I always think, like, just think, in a year from now what are you going to be doing and it's going to be so exciting that's definitely something I would like to say to my older self is to just like not worry Mm. like I look back to times at uni and like we had a great time definitely just made every opportunity but I feel like in the back of my head there was always this little niggle of like oh the industry's so hard to get into like people always kind of put not a downer on it but they do express how challenging it can be as we've kind of all gathered Mm -hmm. I wish I just kind of knew that everything would be okay. Like, even yeah. if it's what you expect, mm-hmm. it does work out. Exactly. Like, you're on to amazing experiences and new opportunities, and they weren't what you were expecting no. this time. Exactly. Yeah, but they're just as good, if not better. Yeah. So. Exactly. And it's things that you wouldn't have planned to have happened, but they've just happened. And that's the whole thing. It's yeah. like they're meant to be. So it is exciting. We're turning into inspirational speakers. I know. I think this is a very positive podcast. (laughs) I reckon it should be called, like, Talk Positivity to Me. (laughs) Well, I think that's quite a nice mix as well, a bit of beauty. But I guess beauty is positive, isn't it? I think every makeup artist I've spoken to have all loved their job. And they've all... Obviously, there's hard days and there is, like, hardships behind it. But I feel like it's such a positive bubble when you surround yourself with like good people and things that they just love their job and I think that's why this podcast will be fun because everyone loves to share a little bit about what they do and that's why I think we've chosen this industry because you can love your job which I just couldn't imagine going into an industry where you're like oh I just don't want to do that everything has its little challenges but like you say I think every day is different isn't it yeah it's so many new people like it's just yeah. every day, different story. So your role as the in-house makeup artist at Superdry, what do you do day to day? So day to day, at the minute, we're shooting a um, spring-summer collection for 2021. So um, we've been it's been quite busy, really. Um, mm-hmm. Every day it's shooting, so we'll have around two to three, maxim- maximum three models in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the models will come in after being COVID tests, like having their COVID tests. Um, and we have like an hour for fe- female, half an hour for males. Yeah. Um, do hair and makeup. And then once they're on set, it is the case of kind of sitting on set. There'll be a photographer, a stylist, makeup artist, and of course a model. Um, and she kind of just makes sure, obviously the main focus is the branding and the clothes. So just mm. making sure in the way of any branding or logos um and of course models are constantly getting changed so it'd be the case of mainly focusing on the hair making sure it's not kind of on a mad one yeah Uh, 
any flyaways, got products to hand, kind of just making sure it's all neat and mm. looking good, but also not looking too perfect, looking a bit lived in, looking realistic. Yeah. Like, um, and then it would be like t- touching up with makeup, making sure not too oily, yeah. and topping up the lip. Sometimes you might find that um, models don't have like their eye makeup might water or they might kind of smudge their lips like just basically on hand to fix everything that's going on and it's also great because you kind of get to know like the team as well yeah that's nice you have a laugh Mm. like we've always got music on like obviously we're getting the job done making sure we're hitting target but also having a good time with it um so you kind of just have a bit banter really yeah that must be so nice that social element which I think a lot of people have lost out on this year yeah because of working from home I feel lucky about is obviously every day you're in there's mainly new models each day and we also like to mix it up so you're not working with the same stylist and photographer yeah that's nice new teams so are they freelance some of the people who work there so they in and out or they like contracted like you're contracted there aren't you yeah, so yeah. It's, it's mainly an in-house team. Nice. So okay. every day it's mainly working with in-house stylists and photographers, cool. but there is also freelance photographers as well. So then you're again, you're meeting and networking, aren't you, still with other people? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've enjoyed as well because sometimes we've had freelance hair and makeup artists come in um, and it's great to kind of learn new skills from them and mm-hmm. kind of they've, they've got say maybe 12 15 years in the industry yeah that's obviously experience is kind of something I'm still building on yeah um, so it's great to kind of get some tips and tricks from them so cool um, and it you're just I think the thing that I've mainly found is you're constantly learning like yeah. I feel like at uni you're like oh okay yeah all the knowledge and skills but that's like the foundation of it like yeah. they kind of I feel like on the job is when you learn actually what you're doing and Definitely. kind of and the social skills as well because I think at uni we're just working on each other aren't we whereas yeah. when you're chucked into the industry and you've just got somebody who you don't know a face you've never worked on it's just a good refresh to learn how to work yeah. on different people well that's the thing you're constantly working with different skin types textures skin tones mm. hair type like so kind of you get taught how to do a hairstyle but that hairstyle on one one model might look completely different on another yeah. and it might not work for their yeah. face shape just don't know and it is very much like trial and error on the, on the job like you just kind of try like you test it out like mm. if it looks good rock it if it doesn't try something different yeah uh, playing around really yeah that's nice and do you get like any guidance so do you get a design given to you in the morning and what sort of thing they want you to do or do you just go for it yeah well um me and the other in-house makeup artists work together and we'll kind of be like oh we've got so and so in today so let's go for this look or um we have different collections so for each collection we like to make sure that the makeup looks different so mm. it's kind of um not so much the makeup but especially the hair making sure it's different for each collection so you could look at a piece of clothing and like an image and be like oh yeah that's this collection that's yeah. that collection um so say if you're on one collection it could look completely different to what you do on the next model so some more heavy with the makeup um a bit more kind of youthful looking whereas some might be more sophisticated and stripped back maybe for older um client base kind of thing um so yeah you just kind of we have little move boards and for each season we make a different deck so different references so if we're lacking in a bit of inspiration then we can go to our move boards and think oh i might try this out or yeah. um 
something to, I like going in with, like, for example, like kind of making um, quite bronzed and a bit of blusher, but mm-hmm. maybe someday it might be nice to kind of like strip it back and do like a really simple, yeah. like, You've mastered that dewy skin look, like the look that everybody wants to like achieve now. I love, I do I love, love the, gl- the glow. I much um, prefer a dewy base than that matte because I feel like there's so much more life in the dewy skin, yeah. and it's like what our skin is look is meant to have that natural oil look to it, so it just looks yeah. more natural. So I feel like that's the look people are wanting now, aren't they? Yeah, especially for shooting summer. Obviously, we want the natural glow, but it's also depending on the like the model skin type so if they're mm-hmm. quite naturally oily to go in with kind of a lot of glow would maybe be too much yeah. so it depends on their skin I, there's like some people are, I love the glow look on and I think oh yeah looks really cool but mm. there might be others where you think actually a more mattified yeah. kind of bronze look would look nice yeah um, and again is more like learning as you go so the more you work with a certain model the more you get to know yeah like what looks good what doesn't definitely um so yeah that's the thing with products as well like in uni you kind of see all these professional makeup artists with their full kit and you think wow like how can you afford that so you want to buy like the full range of NARS foundations for example but you can't afford it but then um some people say that the best way in getting your kit is just building up depending on what works on different skin because some foundations don't work the same on everyone so it's good to have a variation what, yeah, what do definitely. you normally work with? Like, what do you find works best? Obviously, there's massive, like, mix of products out there, but what's your, like, key products for your kit? Um, I've definitely liked working with NARS, mm. um, working more in the industry. It's kind of a brand that I'd used on myself, but didn't really have much. Yeah. I, I kind of focus more on blushes or, like, lip products, but I've really enjoyed working with their base products, um, especially NARS Sheer Glow. That's great for, like, like we say, a dewy yeah. skin. Um, and it's kind of quite a natural coverage, it's not mm, too heavy. Because nice. um, I feel like that's another thing working with, um, working like with lighting and on shoots yeah. and stuff. Like if you, whatever you apply is seen very yeah. like clearly. So you don't want to have too much like heavy cakey makeup yeah. because it, that's that's what will show on the photos and that's kind of not the, the look we're going for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, NARS is great, and I was also introduced to their creamy concealers, which are a dream, really good. honestly, oh, and they? really lush. Um, so that's kind of a nice little duo to use together. NARS, if you're listening, you can sponsor us. <laughs> Send us some stuff. <laughs> no, that's the thing, it just all costs so much money, doesn't it? So it's nice like hearing, yeah. but I can't wait to that day where you can actually afford it. I mean, as soon as like, okay. you can get a job and you can actually afford those things, but... Yeah, it's nice here. Like now you've been able to work with them. That's the thing. You've got that experience to work with things and learn what you like to work with. Because at uni we were given a kit, which no offense yeah. to AUV, was not the best kit to start it's off not, with. No, I think I think some of it is great, but then also if you, I don't know, it just doesn't set you up. Personally. No, it doesn't. Like, I don't think I've used anything from my uni kit into my personal no. kit. It just doesn't set you up for a professional. It doesn't. Kit. It's very it's great basic. For, more like theatre based more theatrical yeah. based yeah. Um, and obviously we had a great wig kit and prosthetic kit but I think for like everyday maybe yeah. fashion editorial makeup it's kind of 
not that great. So no. that's kind of a shame because especially for like students coming out of uni, you obviously spend so much on the kit to begin with and then it's like, well, actually, I need to go spend double that. Yeah, exactly. To that I actually am proud of. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the kit we were trained with was very basic, whereas now we need to start building that. But we don't even have like the money to start building ourselves up so you kind of go into the industries asking for assisting jobs and things and when they say can you bring your kit I almost feel a bit embarrassed I'm like "Mm, I can but don't expect too much (laughs) but that's the thing like um you we've literally come out of uni so I don't think people are expecting you to have the most amazing kit I think that's probably Mm. the pressure we put on ourselves I think so yeah um, but it is like many people say it's just the case of building up when you can like mm. there might be a product that you've been longing, longing longing to get yeah so it is just like buying bits where you see them yeah and, exactly like saving up and the it, only thing and is my problem is when I buy a new makeup product I then use it for myself <laughs> I know. because I'm like if I'm spending this money I want to enjoy it <laughs> so people are like yeah bring your favorite products with you I'm like well that's everything I use <laughs> so I just have to go for my makeup bag <laughs> I think as well like especially with you doing your videos and stuff you like that's exactly. kind of probably just using your kit because yeah. you want like the best products and kind of do the best yeah because I, I kind of find it's wasteful buying it and then just sticking it in a bag until you one day eventually after COVID allows me to like go on set with it I feel like I you know, should use it. Since leaving uni, I've definitely like added bits to it and kind of well, I went a bit crazy on Charlotte Tilbury and like, love it. fantastic. Yeah. I'm just obsessed because you can get everything. Mm, it's just like, oh, that's my basket, that's my basket. Especially like now when you can't just pop into the store, you can just go on Look Fantastic and they've got every, or any of those online websites and you can just get it all. It's a bit dangerous. So I've definitely like added to bit added bits to it as we've kind of the months have gone on and I just look at it all like oh can't wait to actually use that yeah well what I do love as well it's like um when you do assist people they sometimes give you if they have doubles of things they give you things which to me is so much nicer than being paid for the job because you then will go off and buy a product won't you so you're technically just spending what you're being um paid so when you get given um those products it's so much it's more helpful in a way for new makeup artists to receive make up things that they recommend to you because then you can go on to use them on shoots and things and then start to build your kit with things that people have actually recommended yeah for sure i do love my drugstore products um but i think sometimes it's more a luxury like, mm-hmm. and i think you can notice a difference sometimes but with others i don't like especially with mascaras i always go for a trusty maybelline yes. or l'oreal mascara yeah although i have actually started using the mac um, mascara which oh, yeah. i wouldn't normally all into like mascaras I just don't get um like spending a fortune mm. on like I've based and they're yeah. real and stuff um I'm trying to find the name of it but it doesn't actually say oh in extreme dimension 3d black lash mm. I've got it as a tester for it and I was like wow this is amazing I obviously had to buy it that's how bad I am that's a great mascara if anyone's in need of a new one Love it. I also really like the Kiko Maximog because it's quite a similar brush, but I like how that one has the bristles on the end because then you can work it into the inner lashes. Nice. Mm. I love a bit of Kiko. That's a great, like... Kiko's fab. 
is it drugstore small they're not actually sold in drugstores but they've got their own stores but yeah it's a smaller it's more of a drugstore price that high street price is affordable yeah and um glossier is a great brand i've grown to love you love a bit glossier i haven't used it you need to Mm, i should there's some bits that I've had and like them their mascara I didn't like at all. It's very like you kind of put it on and you're like, where is it? Like, oh yeah, because they cut, they go for more of that natural look, natural. don't they? Yeah. But I feel like sometimes with mascara you do need a like quite a lot there to kind of lift your eyes. Yeah, I think it makes such a big difference. But yeah, another question is what inspired you to do makeup? Like, where did that moment in your head where you went, I want to do makeup? Good question, Emily. Um, so basically, I wasn't at school. I just didn't have a passion for anything. Mm. I kind of if so, it's somewhere I had to go every day. I didn't really. I loved art, um, but I'm just not kind of there academically. <laughs> <laughs> Creatively, you're all there. <laughs> yeah, probably noticed from the way I say things and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I was really lost at school, which I feel like a lot of kids are, especially yeah. like when you're given, like, you've got to decide your mm. feet, obviously, you move on to different things as life Such goes on. a big on, thing, isn't it? Like, also yeah. with creative people, I've, I'm probably saying it as a creative myself, but I feel like you are lost at school because sometimes it's not as seen as, like, a big career from a creative subject, do you know what I mean? So I think... Yeah when you find that it suddenly just clicks and I feel like you're then a lot more stable because you're like yeah, I found sure. my calling in a way yeah so I was always into art and I quite liked my beauty like I was really into nails at school like mm-hmm. I did all the funky art pens and I'd do like all this cool art like nail art which I love yeah same did um, you ever have the things it was like the metal plates and you put the polish in it and you scrape the yeah. excess and you stamp I used to have weird things all the time <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, I then went on school holiday and, like, me and my cousin were away and we were just, like, she was quite into makeup. And I was like, actually, I really enjoy this and kind of got a bit of a love for it. And then I was basically wanted to... I didn't want to do A-levels because it's not really... wasn't very suited to me. And I knew I kind of maybe wouldn't have flourished by doing yeah. that. I feel like would have been... Not for me, anyway. Mm. Um, and then... I found a course um, at a local college to me and it basically specialised in makeup for film, TV, theatre. So you did a bit of everything. You did prosthetics, body art, um, more natural. You kind of learnt the basics of everything and we also learn about costumes as well. So cool. like creating costumes. So basically you were taught of how to do everything to put like a show together. Oh, cool. So it's a bit like a foundation, but at college. Yeah, so we also learned about technical theatre as well, so the lighting and how to, like, light a stage and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it, honestly, the best course. Like, I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, I feel like it's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, is, um, but, yeah, I honestly had the best time at college and kind of... I was quite shy and quite at school, so I feel like college was where I kind of... Where did really that shy Lauren go? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, exactly. Yeah, you I flourished. Like that's where Lauren was. The, yeah, the truth was kind of formed and like. You just found you, you. found yourself, as they say. <laughs> you found yourself at college. That <laughs> guy. Um. So yeah, I just loved it, and it wasn't beauty focused. It was more like 
theatrical um, kind of... I learned a lot of skills, like life casting, making prosthetics, two-part moulds, like everything, really. Yeah. Um, and learned and kind of was taught it in the most safest and kind of professional way. Um, and we learned a lot about um, health, like health and safety, hygiene. It's a good um, um, insight for uni then, for our uni course, because I, I didn't have a course oh, like yeah. that before to kind of show me what to expect. So you must have been like, yeah. you know how the ropes work. Yeah, exactly, and kind of just found out what I enjoyed and stuff like that. And then I always wanted to kind of go on to uni, but I didn't think I would, which yeah. is a shame. Um, and then my tutor, who was honestly, he was great, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, what about doing your art foundation? And he kind of mentioned about Arts University Bournemouth and said it's kind of like the best for what, you want to do and it was kind of the choice between London and Bournemouth but I feel like you're still so young when you go to uni like yeah. I was 18 in June so it was like well quite a big deal so the thought of moving to London wasn't for me so yeah. I did Bournemouth and went and did my art foundation for the year so that was another year to kind of like find my feet learn kind of the standards of work that the uni worked towards kind of meet new people learn where I was living like mm-hmm experience that uni life um and then by passing that course I got onto the degree with no interview which was great because obviously very hard to get into that mm, course because yeah it was that applied but so little spaces so which we didn't but- realize until I remember we had our introduction week and they kind of said so we had over 600 applicants within a couple of weeks of them being open and they had to close them and they could only take what was like 80 something of us yeah, so, like, wow. I think that, yeah, one in ten people got a space. That's so it's crazy. crazy, isn't it? So I was very lucky to go do the Art Foundation. Because, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was a great experience. And then, yeah, I got on to the degree, um, and I found a love for wigs. I found prosthetics maybe aren't my thing. I find prosthetics um, are just, they're stressful. Like, at least a wig, you can kind of just zone out and, like, whack on Netflix in the background and just not away. <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> Netflix needs to produce more. Come on, like, we've watched it all now with all our wig making. Yeah. <laughs> Where films at? Uh, so, yeah, I did enjoy prosthetics, but I feel like as the years went on, it was more wig-focused, that, like, the road I went down. And then I also found that I kind of preferred maybe the more natural makeup, so kind of... TV focused fashion is something yeah. that I really enjoy. More high fashion, bit creative, mm. bit. So um, in the long run, like, where do you see yourself? Like, what's your dream to be working on, to be doing? Oof, I big question, um, but kind of. I don't know. I'm just riding the wave. Like, mm. obviously, I'd love to work with like big magazines. I'd love to work on like London Fashion Week. Um collaborating with like you say you don't know and you're here like I'd love to do this yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so cool it's kind of like you don't know where life's going to take no, you don't but oh my life um so I'm just kind of taking anything that kind of comes my way I'm just grabbing with both yeah. hands and which is what you've got to just, do you just got to say yeah. yes um so yeah I do I do yeah just kind of going with it big mag- like working magazines and here you friends. are being featured on talk beauty to me episode one I, series one <laughs> day one honestly, i feel like i've made it i might just quit now to be 
<laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> Only the best get asked to come onto this podcast, Lauren. <laughs> That's why I'm the first. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But that's good. I love it all. It's all very positive and we have such a bright future ahead of us. I feel like, I do really feel like, I never really knew of makeup being a career, even until sixth yeah. form. I never thought of it. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the teaching because I was like, people need to know about they this. They do. Like, I was so lost at school and thought, mm. oh no, yeah. like, there's nothing joy, like what can I go on to do? And then it's like, there's this whole new world that maybe not everyone know, like, knows, because like, you watch films, but I don't feel like people fully understand, like, I know, you the don't. air work that goes into that, or like TV programmes, you can't just watch it like, yeah, like they woke up like that, but they mm. didn't. There's a lot of hard work and yeah. teams and people that have worked to get there. The thing that gets me is the hair, like the amount of things I watch now and think, oh my God, that's a wig. Whereas when I used to watch I, things, you would yeah. not realise, and the wigs take ages the department but they don't I don't feel like wig makers get recognized enough because they almost come under the fashion department of a or costume of a production when they should have their own unlike credits and things their own bit is just should be wig making because it's such a huge element it's such a transformation and all these period dramas would not happen if it wasn't for wig makers so a massive shout out to wig makers out there (laughs) yeah shout out to yeah Good on you. I think that's like one of the biggest things because I know prosthetics is like, you know, when you say you do makeup, people always ask, oh, so you know how to do special effects. And I think there's so much more to makeup than just that kind of special effects. Yeah, special effects is awesome. But wig making isn't known enough and all of the other ways you can transform looks, which I feel like we went down the wig making route a lot more than the prosthetic route. Um, And I think they're different kind of people, aren't they? (laughs) Wig makers are awesome. (laughs) and also I feel like you obviously get taught everything at uni like wigs prosthetics theatre based work like you get you get to see it all but you're not actually expected to be good at everything Mm. so like at uni I'm like I need to be good at prosthetics I need to be good at wigs I need to be good at mold making I need to be good at all this stuff but it's actually like in the industry there's someone that does the life pass there's someone that then there's a role for everyone yeah Mm. so it's like yeah, you might not enjoy prosthetics, but you might have a friend or someone that you meet in the industry that loves it, and that's who you'll collaborate or work with when it comes to working on. Definitely. That's another yeah. thing I think learnt from uni is that less is more all the time because with a project, you get some people who would overdo the amount of things they had to do. Like they had the prosthetics, they had a wig in there, they had all these different elements, and then another person would have a really nice, fresh face with a wig, and it would just be like, they would do just as well as that person who've done given themselves too much work to do because you just kind of assume the more you do the better you're going to do but I think it's more about the design and the idea that go behind each element rather than having it all yeah for sure but yeah I think uni was a good experience I did enjoy our course was good but I do feel like it was very much there was a lot of self-taught and I feel like I learned a lot more from the people in the industry yeah. I think people got sick of me asking questions. I'd always be yeah. like, what do you recommend? <laughs> people would be like, oh, God, here we go again. I swear you're at uni. <laughs> Let, get your I teachers know. to teach you. Like to me saying, um, if you're at Arch University Bournemouth, like, why don't you talk to your tutor? I'm like, oh, good, good point there, because yeah. I've been talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but 
it will help us now because with the industry and like reaching out and connecting with people will be easier when we can yes but um but thanks so much for being on my first episode that was so lovely I feel like there was a little bit of everything in there a little bit of positivity talk for anybody who's interested in being makeup artists and just yeah yeah I think it's nice fellow 2020 graduates yeah keep keep holding on yeah keep going for it like honestly you don't know where it could take you and even if it's not the path you wanted it could be better it could lead you to another door to open (laughs) and to all the new 2021 graduates like whoa Mm, yeah they've had like the third years having their whole year in lockdown or no I'm so glad we kind of had most of our final year I think otherwise I would have been a bit like not the same the party on 21st June. <laughs> whoop, whoop, get ready to celebrate all the graduations. <laughs> Hopefully, well, anyway. Thank you for having me. I hope I haven't bored everyone to tears. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being my first guest on Talk Beauty to Me. It's been so lovely hearing your experience in the industry, where you found your inspiration from, and it's exactly how I intended this podcast to be. So it's been lovely to have this first one shared with my best friend from university and it's been so interesting to hear the ins and outs for you so far as well and I really hope we inspire other people about how wonderful the makeup industry is even when Covid is around it can still be amazing so I cannot wait for it to flourish as soon as life picks up again so I've really enjoyed sharing this with you I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast if it's inspired you please let me know and I just love to hear your feedback on it I'm excited to be sharing weekly shows from now on every Wednesday there'll be a new Talk Beauty to Me episode featuring different makeup artists from the makeup industry. Thank you so much for listening today and have a lovely day.